Welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken. I am Brandon. And this is episode 51. 51. We Get hit. Up. We're over the hill. Yeah, we're over the hill now. Um, today's a special day. We got a special guest on the show. Um, his name is Sam Schwartz of Schwa Films. A.K.A. Sure. Schwa Films. Yeah. Welcome, Sam. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Excited to uh, be on this. You know? Yeah. It was, yeah. Thanks for being on it. We really appreciate, appreciate it. taking the time out and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. Oh, my pleasure. Anything I can do to help, you know? It's awesome. So you just recently released uh, your H2O video. I did. I did. I see that uh, video's up to almost... It's blowing up. <laughs> 411,000 views or something like that already? Yeah, I'm super psyched on it. Uh, you know, whenever I post something like that, I think uh, you don't really expect it to get that much attention, but I just I guess just because it's, you know, a huge event like that, right. I guess, you know, it just gets shared by all the people that was there and, you know... It's it's pretty wild to see it get up there pretty quickly too. Yeah, I watched it. I was one of the uh, live viewers. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah, yep. Oh, well, you know what happened? I actually I almost forgot that it was on. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I turned I tuned in like halfway through it, but I caught the end of it live, and then I rewatched the whole thing pretty much right after as soon as it was available again. Oh, nice. Yeah. How'd the uh, how the live uh, section work out for you? I, I wasn't very, like, active on it, wasn't commenting a lot, but I kept seeing everything popping up, and it, it was pretty, it was different for sure. I've never watched a video like that, so it was cool to watch it with a bunch of other people that were, like, like me, I guess, like, excited to see something like that come out. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that was my first time testing that function out. I don't know, I guess YouTube released that a couple months ago, but it was, you know, the first, like, main video that I kind of wanted to premiere in that sort of fashion. Yeah. I don't know, it worked out. Yeah, it was like I said, the first time I've ever tried that too, and it was it was different, but I liked it. It was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got uh, I got good feedback on that, so I was hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how yeah. how was uh, the prep in, in to making that video? Obviously, it's been a few months, but like you got some crazy footage in there. How how long does it take you to put together a video that's thirty five minutes long? You know what the the problem with that kind of video is is that all the footage that I take it's 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 filmed in like a guerrilla style fashion right so it's mm -hmm. just basically me running around capturing almost like documentary style too so I'm just capturing whatever's happening yep. and since you know I went down there with no storyline or idea in mind it was just capturing whatever I saw um, to put it together in the editing process actually makes it more difficult because if you try and just put it together it's just like a random montage which like that video sorta is um, you kinda gotta figure out you know how to make that montage flow properly right because yeah. otherwise it's just like super random you know mm -hmm. you gotta think about uh, what kind of transitions you can do from car to car from scene to scene and that's honestly probably what takes the most time apart from like sorting through the footage obviously <laughs> yeah yeah going through and relabeling 10 15 minute long clips however long you're recording for at a time when you oh my god i think i think i had like five days worth of oh, shit. Like multiple multiple memory cards it was it was pretty brutal yeah that's crazy when you sit down like to get ready to edit a film like this do you have a vision in mind or do you just watch it all like all the different cuts and then figure out where you want to put it and what, how you want to do it um well for h2o specifically uh i Unfortunately, like before uh, a couple months, like leading up to H2O, I was like slam packed with, you know, just client work, which is obviously like a good thing, but also a <laughs> right. Bad it's thing a good problem like, to have. Yeah. Right, right. 
But at the same time, it's bad because, you know, I, I don't have time to always just sit down and think like, hey, what do I want to do for this event? So mm -hmm. I didn't have that time to do that. So when I went down there, you know, to just kind of film it, I didn't really have an idea in mind, more so just like spots I want to shoot at and, you know, cars I want to shoot and some, you know, some ways how I want to film that. But there was no sort of like idea behind it. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you set up with these cars, is it? you reaching out to the specific cars you want in the video or, or are these guys hitting you up for the opportunity to be in, a video, in one of your videos? I would say it's about half and half. Yeah. Uh, honestly, there's, uh, the people I stayed with, uh, were friends of mine from Boston. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know them, like Stephen Kim, Michael Nugent, Panda S2, uh, Panda no S2, Panda S2000. S2, yeah. yeah. Not no, right. but we know STI. Of them. <laughs> yeah. STI yeah. S2000, both of them. Um, <laughs> so I stayed with them and, you know, I got to give credit to them because they definitely hooked it up with uh, a bunch of cars. I was able to shoot that. I didn't think I'd be able to. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, just kind of works out that way. It's pretty convenient. Any of the cars <laughs> that you did shoot, did, were they ones that you just decided to when you got down there? Or was it all pre-planned out of which cars you were going to do the features with and all that? Uh, I would say the features, they were, pre I would say like 80% pre-planned. Mm -hmm. um, but like uh, the other, like, 10 to 20 percent were random or like obviously all the burnouts and stuff like that are pretty much random right yeah. you find somebody like hey you want to mess up your car and do it's, have a little fun it's such a bummer when you're 10 seconds too late you're like ah, i just missed it yeah. like, oh, just walk around the corner and it's over well i think having the video camera and knowing who who you are they obviously are cool to do it and they don't care <laughs> yeah yeah, it's it's definitely gotten better each year, you know, people, well, I don't know, not better for Ocean City, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when people see cameras, they just start to go wild, but for, for this year, it's kind of weird, like, I felt like last year's uh, H2I felt like I was in the right place at the right time at a lot of moments, and this year, I felt like I was in the wrong place at mm. the just wrong time, yeah. apart from, like, a few, you know, main things that I got, but the problem with that event is that the strip is just so huge unless you have like uh you know six seven camera people working with you it's just insane to capture everything you know yeah right. yeah now like uh mustang kyle i noticed you did him the first or last year and then you did him this year too did yeah. you have um like preset plans with him or he just said meet me down there and like i said it looked like there was earlier right you did him earlier in a week or something like that yeah yeah so uh i get to h2o like way earlier i get there like monday or tuesday if i can yeah before like the madness starts because you know it's easier for me to like you know location scout kind of unwind get b-rolled not be stressed out because once like thursday night hits it's obviously you guys know it's like absolute madness right yeah um so yeah i mean i i talked to kyle a few weeks or actually a few months i think beforehand uh before h2o and yeah we kind of just we knew what that we were going to film because, you know, we did version one last year. Right. Actually, technically version two. I think. No, it was version one. And then the next version this year. So, yeah, that was definitely pre-planned. Pre yeah. Last, wild. last year was like in the garage, parking garage and stuff like that. It started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that. Um, so we wanted to do something a little different. It, it's just tough, though, because, you know, you go there. I've been to H2, I think, five years in a row now. Yeah. And, you know, at one point you're just like, all right where can I film this car that nobody else has filmed? Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. Has any of those imagine. years, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. Any of those years out of those five years been your favorite? Like, was last year your favorite or was it one that really stood out in your mind? Yeah, I think, it, well, all right, in terms of craziness, I think 
not the, not 2018, 2017 was definitely the wildest. Just because like there's helicopters in the it was it was like Project yeah. X. There was so, like no. <laughs> that was my first year ever going was 2017, really? and I was there the night of like the the police chase kid getting in the water trying to run from him, like all the crazy shit that night, and that was literally. I, like I still to this day I'm like that was one of the crazy like craziest and greatest nights of my life. Really? Yeah. Man, this is your first year. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm a late bloomer to it because I'm six hours away from it and it like to me I always thought it was a a very Euro themed show and I always have Toyotas and shit like I'm a JDM kind of guy so nice. I never really looked into it much. And then over the past couple of years, me and Ken have been like getting into photography and started like paying attention more videography and watching some of these movies. And I was like, well, what the fuck have I been missing out on? Because not many people from my area have gone to it that I knew because I wasn't in that kind of crowd, but I've, I've expanded into it now. And now I'm just like, it's, everything's kind of down there anyway. And right. it's, it's the, the greatest weekend ever. It's just awesome to me. I mean, it's crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's crazy that last year was your first year because that was probably one of the wildest. I mean there was there was another year I think it was like maybe 2014 or 15 something like that that was wild. But yeah, for me personally, uh, last year was definitely the wildest. There's yeah. no event like that. No, <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately missed 2017. I my last first year was 2018. So uh, he he yeah. come back and he told me about it. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I got to go. And then it wasn't as yeah. I, mean, I kind of overhyped it because it was still crazy. Though. Was so nuts. I mean, our block that we stayed on in the hotel. Remember the one time we went by there and it oh, looked it like somebody shut, got murdered. It was shut down. There was cops yeah. everywhere. Wait, what? We were on. No, nobody. Got nobody murdered. actually did it. Looked I mean, like it because he's like, exaggerating yeah. a little. <laughs> we were like, on. Damn, I how did I not hear that? No, 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 no. We were on Fifty Sixth, and it was shut down for a while. There was literally like twenty cops there. Yeah, it was they crazy. shut the whole shit down, and it was while we were like we had just left to go cruise the strip a little bit. So we come passing back, and we're like, "What the hell just happened? We just left, and now all these cops are here." Yeah. Wait a second, was that? So I have a drone clip. Like I, all right. So I think I know what you guys are talking about. I was down maybe at like 30th or something like that, mm -hmm. and like I saw tons of cops going towards 56. I was like, what the hell's going on? So I literally just sent my drone up and just sent it down like 20 something blocks. <laughs> and I literally saw all those car, all those cop cars. Was that like Saturday night? When was that? Yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, it would have been Saturday yeah, night. That, that was that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was of course the time when we left. Just like you said, like we were just wrong place. We, if we had stayed there, we yep. would have seen whatever yep. the hell was going on. We we're assuming exactly. it was somebody with a video camera and then yeah. somebody going crazy with their car, just like in all the videos. So how did that work out for you with Mustang Kyle? Because I know he was basically shut down for the week, right? So um, what happened with you guys yeah, being able to get so, some rolling footage there? Yeah, so beginning of the week, he, he came in, uh, I think, I forget what day he came in, I don't know if it's Monday, Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday, and pretty much, you know, uh, while he was floating around, like, the outskirts of, of the strip, you know, he was basically getting pulled over already, you know, uh, yeah. one of the guys was, who one of the officers who pulled him over was basically made a, a comment that was like, you know, are you going to do anything stupid for Dunkaroos, because that was, like, one of the things, <laughs> yep. you know? people are doing burnouts for dunkaroos and stuff like that oh, yeah. so i mean he was getting harassed like you know on like the least busiest day of the week so you can imagine like if he pulled his car out like at any time it was going to be an issue um so he kind of tried to lay low the entire week so he basically just had his car posted up mm -hmm. but 
when we did rollers, you know, we were only cruising at like <laughs> 20, 30 miles an hour because we weren't trying to do, you know, we weren't trying to get them in trouble or anything. Yeah, no but extra attention. Right. Yeah. I mean, that car draws a lot of mm-hmm. attention as it is, you know. Um, but we, we pretty much did those super early in the morning, uh, early in the week when it was quiet. So, like, we luckily didn't have any issues, surprisingly. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching the video, I was like, that had to be earlier in the week because the the garages aren't filled yet. There's not a shit ton of people around, and he's yes. driving it. <laughs> I knew towards the end when we got there, it was pretty much parked on that corner for yep. the couple he wasn't of days we were there. Anymore, yep. Yeah, the strip was dead. That's why. I tr- that's why I try and get there early in the week because I can film these features, not like so stressed out trying to get like you know burnouts and other stuff. Yeah, and I can concentrate on stuff. So, but yeah, luckily no issues there. It's been great too the past two years weather-wise. Like I've only gone like I said these past two, but. I know, uh, I think it was 2016, your video that had the kid, uh, what was his name, Kevin, I think? He had the purple FRS getting towed to start your video? Yes, yes, yes. It was like a downpour, right? It was just oh raining God. out you're... the whole season, or the whole weekend, I should say. Yeah, you're so lucky, man. That year, and I think the previous two years, it was just like downpour, hurricanes. Yeah. Like, it was, like, it was fun to be there, but it was just a nightmare to film, as you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the year before that... Uh, when hurricane joaquin hit like it i mean every single day was just downpouring and like the worst part of it was like the wind because the wind was i don't even know it's like 50 miles an hour like some ridiculous yeah and you just you like can't film it. it's like miserable and you can only film in the parking garages and stuff like that so it's, it's, even uh, inside of those it like whips through those parking garages crazy yeah, somehow creates a wind tunnel yeah oh yeah it's a it's a nightmare um but i mean it either way dude i'll, I'll keep going down there every year i try to explain to people who haven't been to h2o like what what kind of event this is because like as soon as you cross over that bridge it's literally like ocean city maryland is its own bubble pretty yeah. much it's, yeah it's, it's weird but literally it its true. own fast and furious movie you know yeah. it's wild <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> really that's like the it. closest it we'll get to a tokyo drift garage <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's wild and you literally you'll never know like you could just go down almost any street and you'll see something crazy something exotic something old yep. and rusty like all parked next to each other it's just everything everywhere just perfect exactly and that's what i try to explain to people who like haven't gone or like who just like don't know about it it's like you turn any block there's just like people chilling really nice cars that everyone loves i mean it's it, it, it there's nothing like it man it's such a good yeah. time and a good vibe i gotta ask you the idea of coming up um with the um sitting in the back seat of john ludwig's lada that yes. was pretty cool where'd you come up with that i just like said let's let's, let's ride in the back so actually yeah john uh when i met him i, I found out he's a very like personal guy character you know a lot of charisma charisma yeah charismatic stuff like that right. and uh he had a friend with him too and you know i wasn't even talking to them i was just listening to the way that they were talking to each other right and i was like you know this this would be nice to put into the video to just kind of show their relationship a little bit and like the inside of the car is really cool as it is yeah. so i just want to get a shot of that you know unfortunately with a lot of these guys i'm so limited on time and what i can do right you know if, if i'm shooting like three or four features in one day plus getting all these burnouts and other stuff it's time constraints crazy so i can't always get everything that i want but i mean uh, you know stuff like that i try and always get you know yeah. the vibe yeah. the characteristics stuff like that i felt it added a really cool touch to it i liked it oh that's awesome thank you then that that means it came across pretty well which i'm happy about. yeah yeah 
Because, you know, obviously a lot of these are just, you know, the roller or the, the walk around or something. You don't really get the inside perspective like that. So it's right. nice to see something unique in these type of videos. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because there's so many people making videos now, making H2O videos down to try and make something that stands out is difficult. Not saying that mine did, but, you know, I try and make, you know, just certain shots. Oh, yeah. Specific field <laughs> yeah. Them, you know? Yeah, yours definitely stood out. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, That's awesome. I mean, Thank there's what, how many have come out? Quite a few so uh, far. There's, the, there's a shit ton from last yeah. year now. There's a lot of guys doing My wife even did a video. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> because, like, Get out. That's so awesome. Because we watched so many of those H2O videos, like I was saying, when I got into photography, she was like, I kind of want to try this. And then she she does a lot of wit, uh, weddings now, honestly, but she does do a few car videos. And uh, it was just funny seeing, like, when I was telling her that you were going to be calling in, she was. She remembers watching your videos, and she was like, "Oh my God, ask him what setup he uses." And I, I was like, "Relax, relax. It's, it's, it's all good." I was like, "It's, it's fine." But yeah, she honestly, she does a lot of videos because of stuff like we watched your videos and like Crispy's videos and Halcyon's, like a lot of you guys that got her into it too. It's, it's just funny to that's me. All, I'm gonna have to watch that. You're gonna have to send me that. Yeah, I'll send you your link. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's, that's sick. Yeah, in my eyes, you guys, you Halcyon, Crispy are really the top guys. Um, Bam, I like Bams. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely Brian. Brian's really good. Our Velo. Yep. Yeah, Brian's awesome. I've never actually met him uh, personally, but heard he's a great dude. I've talked to him over text a couple of times. Yeah, we had him on the podcast. Yeah. What was it early, early on, like episode twenty something? It's funny how like we kind of obviously it's car themed podcast here, so we talked to a lot of guys that we we like their shit <laughs> we right. like your movies you know we've talked to like zoomy and had yep. him call in while he was driving in his camaro <laughs> he, he couldn't get home through the traffic down there like it's just it's crazy how the world is and we're, we're like able to talk to all you guys now yeah. rather than just click the like button on your video and we had one of the pioneers of youtube video car stuff on too matt, matt farah. farah yeah wow yeah. that's awesome yeah he was yeah. fun a good guy that's really cool guy down it's a, it's such a small world too because like you're like you did the video with john and it's funny because I don't know him, but I took a few pictures of his car at um, the Wolfscart. Wolfscart, <laughs> and he used some of my pictures to sell his wheels. And then I took some <laughs> random pictures of Mustang Kyle's car down at H2O, and he used some of my pictures to post his car for sale on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, so if I take a picture of your car, I guess it's going to be for sale within a few months. Yeah, it sounds like you got a business idea. Should, going you know there. what? I, know, right? I should start promoting this. I've seen a bunch of pictures of mine, like from Cars and Caffeine and local shows, go on Craigslist. People using my pictures, yeah, trying right? to sell their cars. It's, it's funny. <laughs> so uh, how awesome. how much of uh, how much wedding video stuff do you get into actually? Oh man, too much. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> good much. stuff though. That's where that that money for the wedding videos is probably really good too. It's yeah so i mean that that's the thing right it's good like bread and butter mm -hmm. you know between other jobs that i'm doing you know yeah it, it's good to get that money to advance the business and, and my career and stuff but it's obviously not something i want to do long term mm -hmm. right. um i mean what i do now is you know I'll, I'll shoot for a couple studios but i'll also film my own weddings uh and what i kind of am doing for this year is cutting back all of those or like 80 90 percent of those studio weddings and just doing weddings through my own business for just like friends mm -hmm. family and stuff like that that's cool yeah yeah those i enjoy you know making making friend making friends and family members happy with you know their yeah. video and stuff like that it makes me in turn happy yeah so i feel like it, with um 
weddings you can't be as creative as with like the other videos like you can obviously you can be creative to an extent but i feel like obviously with h2o or a, someone's car you can basically do almost anything you want well yeah you're limited right. to your your area exactly <laughs> you know obviously like people yeah. are in one well, spot that, that's what you got yeah that i mean that's the problem at least around here you know all all the wedding venues generally are like the same right and the mm-hmm. day itself is just like you know you start at specific time start at an end time uh end at a certain time right and it's just like it's it's just cookie cutter you know yeah. and exactly it's, it's frustrating for people like us because you're like hey i want to be creative and you can to a certain extent but you know you're rushing throughout a 10 to 12 hour day super high stress you only get one shot to basically do everything exactly and it's very difficult to find that creativeness you know while doing all that yeah yeah it's it's tough but um yeah i think last year i worked uh, I think 40 or 45 weddings throughout wow. the entire year. Oof, that's crazy. That's a busy yeah. year. It's a lot it was, of work. Yeah, it was it was a busy year. Very grateful for it, but it it was it burnt me out extremely quickly, which is an issue. Yeah, yeah I couldn't I even imagine. imagine. Like, so so you're working those and just giving the the film to someone else, or you're taking part in editing those as well. So the ones I shoot for studios, uh, I just pretty much you know I'm just contracted to go and film for the day, mm. and you know they have an editor that'll put it together but uh you know my own uh wedding videos i'll put together like an instagram highlight and then the highlight reel which is generally between like three to six minutes and then the full length trailer i'll send out to one of my editors but obviously i'll review it as that goes on yeah um, yeah your teaser for this year was killer by the way now that you're talking about that <laughs> thank yeah. you i appreciate yeah, it was that. awesome and speaking of highlight reel, your 2017 highlight reel i watched that was pretty neat. I like how you just took everything you did that year and just put it into this video and made it like a one long trailer of 2017. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping to do that for for 18, but um, it's it's taken a little while. Yeah, the, big, yeah. the longest part is just sorting through all the footage, as, right. as you guys know. Of course, <laughs> it was crazy because like this past week, I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch a few of the like, the older videos, and I didn't realize how many videos you even have up. But oh my God. Yeah, when I'm looking through, it's like, Jesus, I missed a lot because there's so many. <laughs> I didn't even realize you had that many. But um, yeah, obviously, the, I wanted to ask about the RWB video movie, oh, I should say. RWB Dallas? Like, yeah. How, how did it feel to like put that in a theater? And like, see him build that thing right. in person. That was honestly one of the most fun times I've had overall. Before, yeah. during, after everything. Um you know, I'd, I'd never filmed Nakai or an RWB build before. You know, I'd obviously seen Chris's videos and, you know, Anthony who helps him out and, you know, their their stuff. And I was just like, wow, I really, really want to do this. Yep. So um, Petroworks is a performance shop by me. And they, the owner, David Saslow, used to live here and used to go to that shop. But then he moved down to Texas. Um, and I asked Mo, the owner of Petroworks, I was like, hey, you know, I really want to film an RWB. Do you know anyone that's getting it done? And he actually told me about David, you know, who was getting it done down mm-hmm. in Texas. Uh, and he was basically the lead-in for me to get to that, you know, to be able to film that build. So, I mean, it was, what an experience, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, watching Nakai work and everything is is very humbling in its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's He's a great great guy <laughs> I, I feel like i need to drink a glass bottle of coke and start smoking six when i watch that's i feel like if that's what it takes i'm gonna start doing it i know it, <laughs> it, it makes you extremely tempted that's for sure. <laughs> right <laughs> it's crazy how everybody's just like sitting there and watching and taking pictures and it's like, like a whole 
there's like a how, yeah how many people were there actually there was uh a lot unfortunately the shop that it was at probably couldn't hold that many people i mean we didn't post about it too much because we didn't obviously want yeah. that right. many people there yeah. uh, but i'd say there's like close to 30 people there yeah. at one point uh, i was gonna guess 20 to 30 it had it because it's it's crazy but i'd be one of them i'd be first in line it'd be cool to see for sure yeah Oh, 100%. And, you know, uh, it's unfortunate because, like, when, when you put up uh, these videos on YouTube, these RWB videos, you watch them, you obviously get a lot of comments of you know, haters, the normal stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, that are hating on the build. But, like, they really just don't understand the actual vibe and everything that's going on if you were to be there in person and, like, actually watching it. You know, people are mm-hmm. going to critique how he does things and how some stuff he does is, like, janky or whatever it is, but, like, actually seeing him work and seeing the vibe around the whole build process yeah. is... Mm-hmm. It's unreal. You really just have to experience it, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's obviously doing something right because you got to get on a waiting list to get with him, so... Yeah, he's doing yeah, pretty like solid. months and months, something like yeah. that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's a long time, but, yeah, the, the entire video was... It was awesome. I enjoyed every minute filming it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Made it yeah. well worth it then. Yeah, so, and I don't know if you know, uh, Anthony uh, Halcyon and Sebastian Rodriguez both helped on that project. I don't know if you guys knew that. I no, no really? I don't think I knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Halcyon was uh, basically this, the second camera operator the entire time. Uh, you know, helped out a lot. Sebastian was doing like behind the scenes, you know, uh, first AC, first AC production assistant, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They That's both. Cool made a huge impact in how that uh, video came out. It's always good to have somebody who obviously is really good at video themselves help you. Correct. Well, I mean, especially Anthony, because Anthony, you know, had been on, oh, Sebastian too, but Anthony has been on a bunch of RWB builds with Chris already. So having Mm -hmm. Anthony there telling me, you know, hey, this this and this might happen within five minutes is like a huge benefit to me you know because then i don't miss an opportunity to film something exactly Mm -hmm. so let's take it back a little bit how did you uh get into video like where did it all start for you so this is this is great and you know this uh, i've heard this has happened to a few people too that i know which i'll explain in a minute but i got in through video through skateboarding (laughs) when i was like uh, around 14 i started skateboarding and then like Halfway through the year, or almost a year later, uh, I basically just picked up a camera to start filming, you know, myself and my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then gradually it became like me skating less and me filming more. And kind of from there, like it was <laughs> not to sound cliche, but it was like happily ever after, you know. Yep. I basically from there, everything just evolved into just filming skateboarding and just filming everything I could. And I just kind of like fell in love with it from skateboarding and action sports and stuff like that. Um, and I actually found out like now how many people that I've skated with or how many people uh, that I know in the skateboarding industry that have actually um, gotten into the same career path as me from skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah one of our uh, the local shop here that hosts the, the Cars and Caffeine show that we kind of named our podcast after actually. Um, he started as a professional snowboarder back in the 90s. Yeah. That's awesome. And he got into car building, and then he opened a shop here, and it's just like it's it's very common theme that any any type of action sport type thing turns you into a car enthusiast once you are old enough to start driving, it seems like. It's wild, and I can't, like, find the correlation between it. It's just maybe it's like an, an adrenaline thing. I don't know. But, like, yeah, yeah skateboarding, snowboarding, 
BMX. Like, there's so many people I know that have turned this into some sort of career in like the film world. It's it's wild. Yeah. I, I don't fully understand it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that kind of stuff. Do you ever go back to it? Skateboarding or filming it? Yeah. Is there um, any like events that you still go and check out or? Yeah, from time to time, you know, I wish I wish I can do it more, but you know, trying to evolve this business and and you know, create a focus on automotive content, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But you know, whenever I myself step on a skateboard or, or film skateboarding, it's it's a crazy feeling. Like it, it's it's almost liberating yeah. in a way. You know, it, it's hard to explain unless you've like experienced it. But like actually stepping on a skateboard or filming skateboarding there's just like this this feeling that you get that you're just like free <laughs> it's hard to explain just knowing that's kind of where it all started from too is like a cool feeling yeah it brings you back to that childhood you know and it's yeah. um it's a great positive feeling which is awesome that's cool do you remember yeah. doing uh your first car video and like what kind of car it was and where it was <laughs> and what it was like atrocious <laughs> <laughs> atrocious um I don't remember the first one specifically, but I mean, I can just remember a specific like time period of when I started filming cars. I was filming them on Panasonic HVX 200, <laughs> uh, which was basically the, the big brother to the Panasonic DVX, which is what I was using to film skateboarding for, uh, for a while, apart from like VX 2100s and 2000s, 1000s, stuff like that. Right. Um, so I was filming it on that and like that's... That was around the time, I guess, um, like the 5D Mark III and other DSLRs were kind of coming into play. So, like, I didn't get to experience the DSLRs as much. But, like, um, I had wish I'd started filming automotive content with DSLRs. So I could could kind of get that uh, jump ahead, you know, with, like, learning all about them. Because it didn't take me a couple of years after having the HVX to make the switch over to that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the this, I don't know, six-month span or something like that that I started filming cars, like, the collectively, there was just a whole bunch of crappy videos. <laughs> yeah. What um, do you drive yourself? What's that? What do you What do you have for your own car? So, right now, I actually just recently picked up a, a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee for filming purposes, which yeah. I actually plan to start a vlog series and actually building and rigging out the car for filming content specifically whether it's automotive or whatever it is mm-hmm. um so i plan to to start doing that but before that i had a q50 which i tried to you know i kind of just got that to try and be the more professional but it was just like terrible decision <laughs> and then before that i had a uh, 350z which was like uh, my baby that i ended up wide bodying and stuff like that oh, okay i look back on now and i was like oh, wow you know i kind of riced that out a little bit <laughs> but that was that was my baby for a while but i I definitely miss it you know uh, being able to modify a car and uh i don't know just just enjoying the car in general i haven't had that experience for a while you know a q50 or a jeep isn't really going to do that for me (laughs) right you know that's probably the smartest move there (laughs) yeah i mean it is the the jeep's great obviously because it's huge and you know it can fit all this equipment in it but you know I'll, i'll get some enjoyment out of it by like rigging it up to the way i like to yeah. be able to film automotive content and stuff like that yeah. right and you're focusing on your business now and eventually you'll probably be able to get something that you want i hope so man because I, I miss it so much you know i drive in friends cars or like you can imagine i film right all these cars cars <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like oh, 
damn, you know, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything. Feel left can... out. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I just recently sold a Camaro I had um, a couple years back, and I'm just I sold it basically to buy a better, a nice camera so I can right. get into photography a little bit more, and obviously eventually turn that into some type of business. And I just nice. figure, you know, down the road I'll get something. Right now, I just want to focus on that. Sure. What kind of Camaro did you did you have? It was an older '87 IROC Z28. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what color was it? Red with the black stripe down oh, the race center. Race car red, man. <laughs> red, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a cool car. It was fun. Yeah, man, those are great cars. Are you sad that you got rid of it? A little bit, but you know what? There's issues with them as far as modifying them. That, I mean, there's a lot out there, but there's a lot that's not as easy as other stuff, and you can't tune it like today's cars and stuff. So sure. I honestly would rather get something either older, like where I could just, like, got carburetors and they're easier to deal with than something like that. Because that was, like, the first version of the tune port injection and, like, basically, like, what the LS motor is today. It's, like, that's where it started with that engine. So it has its use. I mean, it was fun. It had a lot of torque, but it wasn't super fast or anything. It was just fun to cruise around in. Yeah, I mean, but that that's the great part, right? You know, right. As long as you're getting enjoyment out of it and it's fun, then, you know, what what, what does it matter? <laughs> it's true, yeah. yeah. I just so, felt yeah. like it was it was kind of old, and sometimes there might be things that might fall off, you know. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't. It, it never did. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I just didn't want to worry about it as much, so. That's too funny. Eh, those are little things, you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But, like I said, I'm right now I'm focused on the photography, and eventually I'll get something. And I do miss having a car to take pictures of, though. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. What have you, you been taking pictures of now mostly, just all automotive stuff? Yeah, local stuff. I mean, I've tried to do some pictures. Like uh, recently last year, I did a little Christmas shoot for a local store. Yeah. They did like with their pets. Yeah. A guy I know works there, and he um, asked me if I wanted to do a shoot with them. And they paid me um, a little money to come over and shoot at the store and stuff for a couple hours. So it was pretty cool. That yeah, was fun. Right. It's weird trying to expand out when like I literally, I, I even said it out loud. I was like, I don't give a shit about anything. I just want to take pictures of cars. But yeah. <laughs> I've already changed my mind on that. Like, yeah. I want to grow more. You know what I mean? So I started, actually did yesterday. I was in a barbershop taking pictures, haircuts, you know? Like, yeah. it's just right. got to branch out somehow. So Yeah. Well, I mean, what what are you trying to do to grow right now? Honestly, that this is it. Like, so like I was saying, my wife is, is doing some videography stuff, and she's doing a lot of weddings. I'd like to get into that just for more for the practice, obviously – a little extra cash flow, like you said, and then be able to expand. Because right now, I got a, a full frame. I got D750, and I got two lenses. I got a wide angle and a fixed. Like, I, I don't have a zoom. I, I need I need a lot of things to be able to keep <laughs> growing, and right. they're not cheap, you know. So I'm uh, I'm trying to do some promotional stuff for the barbershop. I, uh, I'm doing a little volunteer work for a charity organization that basically takes shelter dogs and gives them to vets with PTSD. So I'm, like, trying to oh, do... Wow stuff for that to kind of help branch out, get my name out there a little more. I'm just, I'm literally just starting though. Like I, I'm yeah. just getting into it. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough dude. this industry. And obviously with, with the price of really good equipment coming down, um, yeah. you know, everyone buys all this stuff and you know, there's just like a f- flood of new videographers and photographers, which <laughs> is just fine. It's just obviously yeah. makes it more difficult to expand on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, not that you asked it, but like a piece of advice I can give is like, sure. well, for I'll one, if, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Your, <laughs> if it's your passion, you know, obviously that that's a huge benefit. If you don't like it, it's obviously, you know, not going to work out. Right. Um, but if you literally just go out there and do 
everything you possibly can and take every single job and just learn from each of those jobs and just at every job talk to as many people as you can there because the most important thing in this industry and in most industries is connections mm -hmm. right people you know because like you talk to one person they could branch out to four other people and those four other people can branch out to 30 you know it's just right exactly it, it it's who you know I mean, it's obviously what you know, too, but it's a, a huge part of who you know. So, I mean, even if, you know, you're starting out and you're not making the most money, it's not a huge deal. Just take every opportunity you can get because you never know what's going to come of that. Yeah. And a lot of people now just, like, don't fully understand that because they'll invest, you know, a few thousand into equipment and, like, you know, they'll tell the client, hey, I have all this equipment or whatever and, you know, this is my rate and, you know, they just don't understand that. I'm not telling you to undercut people, but I'm telling you to just try and take every opportunity you can get because there's so much of it out there yeah. right. that you really just need to capitalize on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the goal for this year, just branching out, making yeah. those connections and, and see where it takes me. Yeah, <laughs> never, never be afraid to take a job that, that you know, you, you might be worried that you can't do or whatever. Just, you know, obviously do your research and mm -hmm. whatever you have to do, but... Uh, don't be afraid to take to take stuff you're worried about, you know? Yeah. My, the, honestly, the biggest difference so far is just getting used to taking pictures of humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh, yeah. like taking pictures of a car is almost second nature at this point. It's just like, okay, yeah, sit it there, turn the wheel a little bit. It's not moving. Absolutely. People, and, yeah. expressions change, they blink. It, it's so, like, movement-oriented, it's, it's a lot different. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you mention that because I know so many amazing, as you guys know, also amazing automotive photographers and wedding photographers, and just some of them, they just like you know when when they sh when automotive photographers shoots a person and a wedding photographer shoots a, a piece of automotive, you can just tell that like they haven't really done it before until like oh, yeah. they really get the hang of it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it's it's quite a difference. It's difficult, but I mean, obviously, you know, you, you learn and grow. Yep. Yeah, for me, I'm trying to get in the same thing with him. You know, we both have done shoots together of cars and stuff like that a lot. So it would be cool to both go into a wedding yeah, together. Yeah, that's kind of how we, we both started and and take turns driving for each other, get rollers, you know. like <laughs> We're kind of a, yeah. a team when we go out there for these photo shoots every weekend. But uh, right. we definitely yeah, want to expand. You guys should definitely definitely get into weddings. As me, I mean, as much as I like, <laughs> I don't want to say dislike them, but I mean, as much as I'm not passionate about mm -hmm. a bunch of them, um, they are great to dive into and learn about, not just for the money, but like just the uh, the day to day experience of it. Because, like I said before, you know, you're working these eight, ten, twelve hour days, whatever your, con your contractor for whatever, yeah. and throughout that day, you're literally running around like a maniac trying to capture everything that can only really be captured once, and right. that you have to be as creative as possible within that time frame. So it actually really kind of gears you up for other jobs that you would have that potential issue on and it actually really ends up helping out a lot yeah you know yeah. so, so I, I would definitely recommend getting into a little bit what kind of uh plans do you have coming up for the spring here uh i'm just praying that winter ends sooner right <laughs> i'm i'm already putting it out of my mind i'm i'm thinking spring already <laughs> i'm like yeah. it's almost march somehow it's coming I know. it's it's getting I, I got a feeling that february is going to be pretty brutal but yeah, uh, we'll see right um but plans i mean i really last year because I, I was just so busy with just work in general i didn't get to focus on youtube as much as i would like and youtube is like um 
my baby because you know it it gives me a chance to be really creative with automotive content rather than than rush so what i'm trying to plan to do for this year is apart from the the jeep build and stuff like that i really want to focus on creating videos with an actual storyline instead of just a random montage which the random montages are nice but uh, i really want to focus on becoming more of a director of these videos than just randomized stuff you know um and i've kind of a lot of people have kind of like helped me see that you know i'm sure you got you obviously guys obviously know crispy and halcyon but like i love bass and all all that stuff is just a lot of those guys just help actually push me to be better right Um, and that's that's a huge plan for the spring and i also would love to create which i'm trying to over the next month some sort of um script and storyboard for uh the london motor film festival that i would like to create and shoot and submit to it and hopefully get into so awesome. a few plans cool. in the works. Yeah. definitely so you had some videos you you've been to london and did some work already right yeah i did that was uh two years ago now i believe something like that now yeah, how, that was... how did that all get set up so that was through a company called ceramic pro which i'm, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of or not yeah yeah there's a couple okay. guys local that or installers, I guess you would call them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So, you guys are familiar with it. So, uh, I've been doing videos for them for a few years now. And uh, they were kind of on the string of creating lifestyle content, but at the same time capturing content, uh, uh, you know, uh, of the coding working itself. So, like product demos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, there was a string of time where we were filming both of uh, both styles of video. And um, they have, obviously, installers all over the world. And one of their main... Um, distributors and installers was in london so they they wanted to go there and capture kind of like the scenery because at the time they didn't have any content from there and they didn't really know any videographers from there as much as like uh of a personal level as uh, as they were on like with me you know so they were happy to send me out there and capture content for stuff like that and it was it was an awesome trip they also sent me to taiwan which is amazing as well that's great that's cool yeah yeah, so huge shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. about, right there, though. Being able to, you know, you're getting to travel the world now. Yeah, it's you it's know? a very it's it's a humbling experience, man. And being able to go to these places and seeing all these different kinds of cultures and capturing it through a lens and on video, it's it's uh, it's surreal at times. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, at, at some of these locations that I go to, I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable that i'm able to do this <laughs> <laughs> that's so, great yeah, it's, it's a good time how does it feel like having people know who you are when you go out and film stuff and just like people like cheering for you and all that kind of stuff <laughs> um it it's it's inter it's like weird at yeah. first because because like I, I don't really expect it uh, you know the i guess the biggest um time it's happened is at h2o because like it's it's probably one of the biggest events where as a car community, as a collective, right. that like there's so many people there mm-hmm. that, you know, that know, know a lot of videographers by their Instagram, by their YouTube and stuff exactly. like that. So that's probably the, the biggest time it's happened. Yeah. But it's like, I'll get people who come up to me and they're just like, they talk to me like they've known me for like three <laughs> years. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's wild. Cause like, I'll obviously talk to them back the same way it's just it, it's interesting because it's uh it's a weird experience because i'm not used to it yeah i feel um, like people on instagram they feel like they uh they know people because they see everything that you're posting and it's kind of like you feel uh, like you're there for the ride yeah you're kind <laughs> of like looking into their life a little bit and you kind of like are there all that time so 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing them on almost like a daily basis, right. you know. So, yeah. It, yeah, you're living their their daily life. So, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like you almost know them already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's 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 quite an interesting experience. Sometimes it's a nice feeling because you know they'll come up to come up to me and compliment on my work and stuff, yeah. which is always a, a nice feeling. So, yeah. can't complain about that. That's yeah, awesome. definitely. Was uh, this year your first year at SEMA? Uh, no, this was my third or fourth year there. Okay. I want to say fourth. I was checking um, out that uh, Vegas Hellcat one you were doing out in SEMA there, around Vegas. But Yeah, yeah, that was, um, so Glass Parents, a company called Glass Parents, he sent me out there this year because mm-hmm. uh, they had, um, you know, their, that Hellcat uh, in the SEMA show itself, and also they were hosting a party for all their installers, which was wild. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, I think we, one of the guys we did a shoot for, Logan, he had his S7, the oh, wide yeah, body the out wide there. Body, oh, wide body, wide out. Yeah, Logan's the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's cool, dude. They, again, there you go. They used one of my shots on one of their prom. Uh, they did like a promo with him, and uh, there was a roller of him with the skyline of Albany kind of in the background. There's like this castle-looking building, and they used that yeah. picture. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got a business going there, man. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Nobody knows about it because uh, no tag or anything. It's all good though. No, no offense. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just they're, fucking. They're gonna have to to do that. You can always harass them for that. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just glad that I was like, oh shit, they used my picture. Like it was good enough for them. That means it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's a great feeling though. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, awesome. A, it's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. The, um, Sorry to cut yeah, you we, off there. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, no. So the the glass parents you guys sent me out there and. Uh, yeah, we only had a little bit of time to film that Hellcat because it was in the show. So the only time I could film it is either early in the week before the show starts, which I wasn't available for, or you know when they let everybody out at the end of show, which is madness. I mean, uh, Nick, who owns the Hellcat, uh, got released from the show, and obviously all the cars are going out at the same time. And it took him, uh, should you not, I think it was eight hours for him to leave the show wow Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's insane it's like a whole day yeah literally he really was literally sitting in his car chugging along for eight hours like turning his car off and on and most of those cars have to have i think it's like a quarter or an eighth of a tank yeah uh, to be inside like the that. building yeah wow right, to be inside or outside whatever it is and like he actually had to get gas delivered to him because he was going to run out that's crazy <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah so wow. it, it was wild but SEMA is a great time. If, if you've never been, I definitely recommend to go at least once. Um, if you keep going every year, it starts to become sort of the same. Yeah. But uh, you should definitely make it out there. If you've never gone, it's, it's wild. Yeah, we'd like to at some point. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's it's amazing. Especially for the experience of Vegas, too. It would be cool if have never been to Vegas. Oh, no, you haven't? No, no. not yet. Oh, man. Yeah, it's 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 a good time. I mean, just... just the lights and scenery and i mean vegas is so photogenic it's actually ridiculous it's it is so easy to photograph and and record vegas just because Mm -hmm. of the strip itself it's it's awesome you guys should definitely make it out there we'll have to make a trip out there one time yeah it's it's in the plans just we're not sure what year it's in the plans for. (laughs) yeah Yeah. no rush right no rush right at some point it'd be nice out there yeah Another car that I was really liking, I was looking at your videos, was that McLaren, that Liberty Walk McLaren. The thing was ridiculous. The Liberty Walk, the, was it orange? Um, like one? a reddish. Yeah. Reddish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah reddish one. orange, yeah. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. That was shot for a company called Niche uh, Road Wheels. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them or not. Yeah. Um, they also you know, own Fuel Off-Road Wheels and Foos, I believe, and Dub. Foos, definitely. Oh, no, Foos, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, it's that entire company. So hmm. yeah, that that was a fully custom molded wide body McLaren, which was wild to see in person, as you yeah. can imagine. Yeah, that's nuts. It was um, and the the owner is actually a much older dude. I think he was uh, like fifty or something like that. Something you like wouldn't expect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wide body McLaren on a nice set of niche wheels. Just yeah. Kind of going what to shows I would have and guessed. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome to see that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. that it's not just, you know, the younger kids. <laughs> yeah, right. I say that as like I'm a super old dude or something. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's like our local car show. It's a mix of older people and younger people. So it makes it really cool. You got everything from like old 1930s hot rods there to new WRXs and stuff and just everybody hanging out and having a good we time. a couple, you know, Lambos. We have yep. a couple random high-end stuff yeah. for upstate New York that shows up every once in a while, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to take a trip out there or something. But, where, uh, where are you located? Uh, I'm on Long Island. Oh, okay. So, a couple hours away. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I'm I'm so used to traveling far distances that, like, nothing. Right. You know, yeah. I, I'm not opposed to going anywhere. Anymore. Yeah, we're in upstate New York. We're probably about, I don't know, two and a half hours north of there or something like that. Anytime I think Long Island, I just think Chris Lee with Blasphemous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's one of the cooler guys we've had a chance to talk to from uh, from down that way and He's he's a ball buster. He's like he talks so much shit and it's always great. I love it. <laughs> he's got that uh cust completely custom 49 F100. I think it's a one. If, I, if it's that's what you want to call the it. The body's an F100. Yeah. And the engine's a 2JZ or 1JZ. 1JZ. And like the seats are from a Nissan 350Z he's or got something like that. All kinds of pieces put together, the but the frame is from a bed out of a garbage can. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. So yeah, it's crazy. I just wish everything was like that. Everything just one J or two J Z, you know. The world would <laughs> yeah. be a better place. Two J the world. <laughs> they need the one two exactly. J or one J the new Supra with that get that BMW oh engine. Oh man. You know it's gonna happen. Oh like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I can't wait for it to happen. What are your thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on that car? Uh love hate. You yeah. know, uh, I'm I'm I right there with you. Yep. <laughs> one of my biggest gripes about it, uh, apart from the exterior styling and, and the motor and stuff like that, obviously the entire like motor and, and, and interior is all BMW and, mm-hmm. and the best one of the best things personally that I think about the older Supra is that the interior was literally like a fighter jet cockpit. It was. Yeah. Yep. And they just like completely everyone loved that. It's sick. And they just like completely dismissed that entire thing. Yeah. And they were like, Nope, we're gonna go with I mean the interior is nice obviously, but like it's super basic. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, really basic BMW interior, apart from you know the nice nav and leather and stuff like that. Yeah. But they took that feel away, and it just it doesn't give that vibe anymore, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I could deal with the motor because people are gonna swap it anyway, or whatever. Right, but I yeah. also think they missed an opportunity there to go with a three JZ. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Keep true. Didn't think about the three JZ. Yeah. Link up with Yamaha again. Do something cool. <laughs> exactly. Like they just miss. Like I don't. I don't know if, if like Toyota was lazy. I don't really know what it is. But like they just took away like two core components of of what it was. And, and don't get me wrong. I know people are gonna mod it. It's gonna look of sick course. and stuff like that. Oh but yeah. They really took away two very strong characteristics of of that car, which is frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my so. biggest gripe was uh, basically the fact that they had all this hype about it and they had all these different looks and then it comes out and it's just not, it fell short of my expectations, really. Oh, same here. And my my biggest yeah. gripe is that it looks, well, one of my biggest gripes is that it looks like a Z4 or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah it definitely does. A Z4 so and a um, BRZ. T- BRZ or, or, or Toyota 86, 86 whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 
yeah, like how how are you guys gonna style it so close to that? Like the concept was so much nicer. Oh my looking. god, the concept <laughs> was gorgeous. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they just stuck with that, there would really be like almost no issues. Yeah, you know? I, I don't I don't understand the thinking between that, but I mean that's that's kind of like most auto manufacturers now, yeah. right? They're just kind of like they're just doing stuff that's just weird. <laughs> well, like like you were saying, like the outside, even the exterior, I can almost let go if they did the interior better. Right. Because like I've it, seen some of the renders, they're sick. Like yeah. I've seen Super Street's version and like the, people are going to be able to make this car look amazing. Yeah. But yeah. the interior is just not the same. No, it's not at all. There's yeah. a guy on Instagram uh Instagram called uh the Kaiser. The Kaiser. Yeah, yep. we've seen yeah. Him. yeah, he did a render of it. I was like, "Holy crap, that looks mm-hmm. incredible." Yeah. So like it gives you a feel of what it could look like, but it's just like between missing the opportunity on like a 3JZ and just the, the fighter jet, uh, you know, the cockpit is just uh, yeah. a huge ball drop. And the first one off the line sold at the auction for like 2.2 million. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's obviously for charity, but it's right. a lot of money. Still ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. People I mean, like I, bragging I, rights. I, guess, I mean, yeah, a huge part of that was for charity, but I mean, obviously the name helps too. But I don't know. I think it it's going to be just like a slight blemish on toyota's performance <laughs> you know line yeah yeah i think you know, so. throughout the years it's it's tough because like i said i'm i'm i love toyota's i have a 1990 celica all track you know like that's nice. the mini version of that cockpit it has the angled kind of dash control climate control area very similar but a minor version of it right. and and then when i see exactly like you said it's just a bmw interior it's a bmw yeah, shift knob on the automatic transmission it's like come on do right. something cool like- if they if they kept the BMW interior and just just at least turned it into a fighter jet cockpit something like that yeah. you know they still kept all the BMW stuff I would be alright with that because it would look nice yeah. it would look futuristic or whatever but yeah. they just completely dropped the ball on yeah. it <laughs> see I'm just the opposite as Brandon he's he's a more of an import I mean I like imports but I'm a muscle car guy first hence the Camaro so yeah I was actually pretty excited about the new shelby 5 gt500 that thing is ridiculous that thing is beautiful <laughs> the only yeah. problem i have with that is they don't offer it in a standard which is stupid i get having the automatic for people who want it but you still have the option to have a standard yeah of course and i don't know why you wouldn't in that kind of car same with the super it makes no sense yep. whatsoever yeah. well from what i heard they built that transmission specifically for that car to go you know, super fast, and it was made specifically for that car. That's what I heard. So I, I totally get it. And you know, people, you know, are always going to complain, or they're going to say, you know, automatics always going to shift, shift fast, and all this stuff. Yeah. But like, you still don't get that bond. Right. It's the feeling. The car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I don't know anyone that's only tracking their car. Like, right. I, I want to have fun my car. daily driving my car. Not, I want to shift the gears. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to the track. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you miss out on that experience. And, like, I, I understand that, like, Ford and Toyota, they're, they're interested in their bottom line number and revenue and stuff like that. But there's no reason why you can't offer a selection of manual transmission vehicles because you know they're going to get taken. You don't have to mass produce them. Yeah. But you can offer them. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've been rumoring about the MR2 and possibly the Celica bringing them back as their, you know, their little sport line underneath the Super again now that that's back. But I mean, it's great, but you know, you're yeah, well, still missing the opportunity on a GT500 and <laughs> yeah, Supra, which is weird. Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, no, I'm definitely a big uh, old school muscle guy car myself. T- uh, I definitely love them. Yeah, you know, Chargers, Challengers, yep. all the old ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it sounds lame, but like huge Fast and Furious fan with 
Dom's charges. Definitely, and all that kind right? Of stuff. That's me. I always resonated with Dom. Yeah. 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 So I think I, we all, all of us kind of started like, like my dad, I have pictures of me when I was like two sitting on, he had a 39 Ford coupe when I was growing up. We went to so many car shows and that thing, no seatbelts riding around, you know, <laughs> like just, just old hot rod. And that's how I grew up. But yeah, once I was old enough to afford a car, I realized Japanese cars were where I was going to be able to uh, fit right in. <laughs> Right, yeah, of course. I uh, know the the budget's better, but yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely a fan of both import and domestic for sure. <laughs> now you shoot your video with Sony, right? Yeah, currently a Sony A7S2 and a Sony A6300 as my B cam. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually thinking of switching from. I have a Nikon D750 like him. I'm thinking of switching to the A7R3 for photography and some video. Occasionally, I might try some video at. Have you tried any I, of the A7R3s or A7R2s? Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. Um, if you want to save some money, you can go with the a7 III, which is e- extremely good for the price. The mm-hmm. a7 R3 is obviously incredible. Right. Um, but obviously, the, the you know the megapixel difference between the two is pretty dramatic. I forget what the a7 R3 is. 42 and I think like 24. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like I guess the, the point with that is if you're really like blowing images up to like this huge like billboard style statuses, that's when the a7 R3 would be mm-hmm. great. Right. But I mean the a7 III with all the facial tracking and the, the price point, I mean for video too, I mean it, it's a great all around camera. You really can't beat it for the price honestly right now I think. Yeah. Um, but both of them are, are superb cameras and you'll see an insane difference coming from your camera to, to yeah. that. <laughs> we have a, re- a friend who recently bought the A7R2, and he's yep. he's in love with it. He loves the low light. And then, yeah, yeah like I was saying, my wife does video. She has the A6500, mm-hmm. which, which is... Which is a monster for, for the price. <laughs> which is And she does all videos, yeah, and she loves it, but she doesn't even honestly use the 4K feature a lot. She shoots mostly in just 1080. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think I it guess, was... She, ha- she had issues with her laptop being able to handle the editing processing of the 4k video but now we got imax recently so uh, <laughs> she's probably going to be switching back to try and 4k again i just know it was she had some issues with it with it, i don't know if it was processing the 4k onto a laptop that wasn't 4k I, i'm not sure it's possible but the so the biggest gripe with sony is that their their xavcs codec is so it's so dumb it's so um processor intensive mm-hmm. that like dealing with like red footage is easier than dealing with sony footage so like the workaround to dealing with sony footage like that is just to create proxies of the footage itself and then edit with those mm-hmm. instead of trying to unless you have like a fully built computer yep. like it, most computers are going to struggle with sony xabcs footage it's just stupid yeah <laughs> That's you know. probably it, because I don't think her laptop was really set up for that type. It was like a gaming laptop that just had kind of fast processors and good image cards, graphics cards. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah Sony's Sony's codec is just stupid. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, couple more questions just before we get out of here. I know you you uh, don't have a lot of time. Um, sure, sure. Do you have any that really stand out in your mind as being one of your favorite experiences to record and edit and just like when it was released, you're just like, that was the most amazing thing? Um, I, I mean, it has to be, I mean, I, I've done some really, really cool stuff traveling and, and whatnot, but uh, it has to be RWB only because I ended up, like you guys know, premiering it right. in a theater. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's just the <laughs> right. cream, cream of the cream on the top right there. Yeah, it's, it, it's wild. It, it's such a crazy experience because, you know, I invited all these people. I forget how many showed up, but, um, looked like it was it, pretty it, packed in the yeah, vlog. Was, I saw the vlog there. 
Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely pretty packed. I think almost every seat was filled, but whatever, besides the point. But the point is that people showed up, they were able to watch it on a big screen right. of a project I was so hyped about that I got to work with friends on that helped build the project to what it was. Mm-hmm. And just like the feeling during, before, during, and after that premiere is just, uh, it's it's undescribable. It's it's awesome, and I hope to do it again with something soon. But that's definitely the project that stands out the most for sure. Yeah, that was definitely it, it was great, cool. Uh, especially you. seeing the behind the scenes and stuff on, and how you guys are trying to get it to work in the theater and get all the sound right and everything. Even like yeah. just the interview location, like yeah. you were in like that street with the lights, kind of yeah, like it was, Christmas was, lights that was almost a last hanging. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it just like was perfect though. So I don't know. I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. Man. Uh, what I'm trying to do this year is just try and, uh, I don't know, find someone that can really just come with me uh, on these jobs and film proper behind the scenes. Because Crispy, you obviously know, does a ton of vlogs. And yeah. honestly, I have to give him so much credit because I don't know how he li- like focuses on a job at hand while also vlogging at the same time. Because <laughs> it's it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, so credit to him. But that's what I would like to do this this upcoming year because obviously there's the behind the scenes of the rwb but like it, it was okay it wasn't like as involved as i would like you know it'd be mm-hmm. nice to like hire someone to be there 24 hours a day right doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah it's what an experience man it was awesome <laughs> that's great yeah the behind the scenes definitely make it cool because you get a feel for how it went together and everything so you get to see you know all the work that actually went to because a lot of people they see finished products and everything they don't get the amount of work and time that you or photographers or whoever puts into these projects. Exactly. Yeah, they have no idea. they have no idea the amount of time uh, it takes to like forget about the shoot. The pre-production of the shoot takes an insane amount of time. I mm-hmm. mean, location scouting, right. stor- uh, scripting, storyboarding, yeah. you know, budgeting. I mean, th- that's a whole like <laughs> process in itself. Oh, yeah. And people just like don't they, they don't get it. They just see the finished product and, you know, they think that was it. But <laughs> yeah, right. there's a, a lot to go into. I mean, for like a two-minute or three-minute video, I imagine there's got to be so much time that goes into just that. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you guys seen the, the Pennzoil videos that they post on YouTube? Uh, the, I'm not sure if one, I know which ones you're referring to. There's like a, there's a bunch of them. There's one. They're all yellow cars. The one was like a Ferrari 488. Uh, there was a BMW N4 going around a ring. Uh, there's a Hellcat. If you guys haven't seen them, you should because okay. they're literally the be- like one of the most inspirational best videos mm. that are out right now. Um, check those out. But I mean, these are huge production budgets, and people think you know uh, there's like five or six guys on it, but there's like 40 guys on this job, and they <laughs> right. just have no idea because they just see the end product. But yeah, pe- people just don't understand, which which I expect, but it's it's just one of those things, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely going to be Googling those as soon as we get done here, I think. <laughs> not be disappointed. Yeah. Just the sound design on them in general is yeah. uh, in- insane. You guys will love them. Great. <laughs> All right, cool. So before we get out of here, where do you see yourself down the road, maybe three, four, five years down the road? What would you like three, to be doing? Three, four, five years down the road. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, I mean, within the next year or two, I would really love to start my own uh, production company in the basis of you know a, a lot of people who freelance now if, if they need help on a job they'll, they'll sub it out to other videographers which is like just how this industry is which is right. totally fine um but what i'm hoping to do is have a production company where i have you know three four five six guys who i work with every single day mm-hmm. that is just part of a company in general and you know they're not out 
you know, just doing random things that, you know, we're a team family company that just does really awesome stuff. So that that's a huge goal in mind that I would like to do over the next couple of years, but we'll see. That definitely takes, that's a huge leap. So, yeah. right. Hey, that's, that's a goal though. That's a definitely. attainable goal. I think exactly for sure. Yeah. I mean, any goal is attainable yeah. if you really try to go after it. You let yeah. nothing get in the it's way. Realistic, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, if it's not like, hey, I want to be able to fly. Without. I'm gonna grow wings in three more years. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a lot of work, man. You know, people people don't know as I mean, you guys know obviously, but like you know, when you're filming and editing and pre-production, it's not just you're working nine to five Monday through Friday as you're building you know a business. You're working like seven days a week, and unfortunately, you know, other other things like social life and stuff take a hit. But yeah. like, you oh, know, yeah. you're you're building something towards a goal and that that's what I'm trying for here. Awesome. Yeah. And for us, it doesn't really feel like work cause we actually, you know, we enjoy doing it. We love it. So yeah. even though it's work, it's not really work. The toughest part is waking up before the sunset. Yeah. For the sunset <laughs> shoots or sunrise. Once, once we're there, I'm, sunrise, I'm wired. Right. Once we're there, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the sunrise shoots are definitely tough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, once you get into that habit or whatever, it's, it's yeah. just kind of becomes second nature at one yeah, point. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you again yeah. for calling in today. It was great. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. This is this was a blast. This is awesome. Give this yourself some uh, shout outs too. Where can everyone check out your videos or your Instagram or? Where should so people find it, you? Yeah, Instagram is at Schwa Films. I know it's kind of hard to say and kind of <laughs> weird to hear, but S C H W A A F I L M S. Uh, and on YouTube, it's Schwa Productions. Or if you just type in Schwa, something will come up because like nobody has that name because it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Then. <laughs> yeah. Thank awesome. you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. man. No right. problem. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Later. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Okay. So that was uh, Sam Schwartz of Schwa Films. Thanks for calling in, Sam. That, that was, was a good interview. Very good yeah. interview, man. I, very uh, cool guy. Very down to earth. Yeah, I can't wait to see what else this guy comes up with. Oh, man. Man. He's, he's His got videos some of the awesome. best videos out there. I like him. I've been a fan of him. I think I first started watching his videos back in when I first saw the 2017 um, yeah. movie from um, H2O. Mm. And I saw the garage scene with Cobb Mustang Kyle's car. It was just <laughs> So I don't know, it, just, it had this cool feel to it. It's got yeah. so, his videos have a cinematic feel. It gives you that feeling you're right there. It's yeah. like a movie. You know? He's done a bunch. It's man. not just like he says a random a bunch of random cars yeah. put together. I still can't believe he's got you know a couple videos with over a million, two million views on him. We should have asked him about that. How's it feel to have a video with two million views? I mean, right. what is it? Zoomies, Zoomies, Neckbreaker, two point one million. His H two O from last year, I think, is over one a million. one million views. Yep. Yeah, and his H two O from this year is already at almost five hundred thousand. Yeah, so. By this time it's next year, it. it'll be well over two million or well over a million. Right. You know what? There's some here that didn't get as many views that I think should have, like um, the RWB, 2.8,000. Now, why didn't that? Well, know, that was the behind the, the behind the scenes. The yeah. RWB got 515. Yeah. <laughs> the behind the scenes, though, was really cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's got a bunch of shit to check out. I mean, we couldn't have hit every single one of those videos no, and I talked mean, about him, but he's got an amazing yeah, amount of content. Definitely go check him out. Give his page a follow, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Instagram, check yeah. it all out. But uh, where can the people find you at, Ken? They can find me at Streamline underscore photography. You can check out all my pictures. And soon uh, I'm going to be having some new pictures. Right now it's mostly like uh, pictures I took over the last summer last throwbacks. year. Throwbacks. Yeah. A lot of throwback Thursdays throughout the whole week. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm running out of content with throwback winter here. Thursday. With winter here. Not many people have their cars out that we can go take pictures of. Although, Jeremy from um, 1945 Speed and Custom, yeah. I told him... Um, we got to shoot that Porsche. He wants to shoot the Porsche. Shoot the Porsche, and uh, as soon as those Celicas are yeah. ready. 
He said, I'm in there. <laughs> I talked to him the, um, a couple weeks ago when he was on vacation. Whatever. He said, when I got back from vacation, but then we had this big snowstorm. So mm-hmm. it's obviously going to have to be put on hold a little bit longer. That's all right. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, we got some stuff coming up. Where can they find you, Brandon? They can find me at Bpotsy on Instagram, Bpotsy Photos on Facebook. Where um, can they find the podcast? They can find that also on Instagram at Cars and Caffeine Podcast and Facebook as well. Cars oh, and yes. Caffeine Podcast. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> very uh, repetitive, but that's where it's at. And Twitter. And Twitter, yeah. Check that out. Every if once you, in a while, I say look for, for one tweets. thing. Yeah. Maybe every like couple months. <laughs> solid. <laughs> Real solid Twitter people over here. All right. So that yeah. was episode 51. 51 in the bag. Thanks again. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you. Later.